0: You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host. As always, this week, we are taking a deep dive into the northern beaches of Western Australia. I'm not sure it's a term we use often. It's clearly a very Sydney-centric term, but I reckon we coin it today. We are talking about that whole district up in the city of Joondalup from, I guess it's Sorrento up all the way up until you get to just past Joondalup, Aluka area, and into your Heath Ridge and up into Joondalup as well. To help us out, we have one of the real estate agents that is really making his mark in that area, has come in leaps and bounds, and is probably selling in nearly every suburb in the city of Joondalup. If you want to understand which suburbs exist in the city of Joondalup, just look at Redmond House sales list <laughs> in the last couple of years. so We're talking to Redmond Howe from Redmond Realty. Thanks for coming in, mate. Thanks,
0: Trent. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here.
1: If you could give a little bit of a theme of the journey of the CEO June up in the last couple of years as the market has been progressing through, what would it look like?
0: Oh, It's been absolutely wild since obviously the COVID pandemic that started and then obviously the whole market sort of froze for those two months. After that, we uh, was allowed to do home opens again, and it was as if someone had flicked the switch in the northern suburbs. It was home opens. There was roadblocks. Well, there still are roadblocks. There's probably 20 to 25 groups turning up per home open, and the buyer demand is just through the roof. at an all-time high. I've never seen it like this in my 10 years of doing
1: this. Two things that come to mind. Firstly, the city of Durnalup is very much a family area. Yes. Most of the blocks are still undeveloped. Yep. Most of the blocks are undevelopable. They're yep. on six to eight hundred square meters. Big blocks, they were yep. all built in the late seventies, but generally eighties and nineties. And that's where we built our biggest homes historically. So yep. they're all family homes. And that's the theme of the COVID transition, isn't it? The owner, occupier, buyer yes. has really come through in the last couple of years. And I guess to see your journal up and your business has been a real beneficiary of that.
0: Yeah, it's it's been absolutely amazing to see what's happening because the real big traditional blocks have just become so sought after, especially the sort of older traditional homes as the old saying goes, they don't build them like this anymore. Cuz they don't. They don't. Yeah. We get building inspection reports done on properties we sell and the properties built back in the day, we have a lot less issues than the stuff that's being built right now, which we find very interesting.
1: Second point, you said that things are still pumping along. Now, it is the middle of December. Yes, This isn't pre-recorded back in September. This is live middle of December. Yep. And you're saying, just like the market is demonstrating a very solid continuation of what's been happening for months, it is selling season, but a lot of agents had whispers, oh, it's getting a little bit quieter, or we had a lot of offers and it's probably Still a good amount of offers, but it's not like it was back in March, April. Your theme is that it's still smashing on.
0: I still feel like everything's still ticking along really nicely. Obviously, coming up to Christmas, historically, we do go a little bit quiet.
1: It's a fortnight over Christmas. That's, it,
0: that's it. But like case study in point was free hay court in Ocean Reef. We put that on four weeks ago. This property was listed at offers above $1.1 million, and we sold that $81,000 more than the asking price. Mm. And we had four written offers. And particular property down Ocean Reef, that suburb alone has just gone through the roof simply because the Ocean Reef Marina that's actually been given the green light. I was selling real estate in Ocean Reef 10 years ago and I was talking about it then and it's finally been given the green light now. So that entire market and the surrounding suburbs have gone up just through the roof and I still feel the best is yet to come.
1: Well, obviously when the value of the lifestyle actually hits, it's not just an idea and we are enjoying the life of marina there people will start to trade on that. Yes. Let's talk specifically about the suburbs in the city of Lot, how you've seen them progress. I'm sure you'll give us a couple of case studies along the way. Yeah. You probably start at the lower end of the scale with your Craggy and your Belden and your Heathridge. What's the journey been the last couple of years? Because those prices were smashed over the last five years, but I've found them to now really come along.
0: Yeah. No, they have probably come on the most. We've had a few properties like Again, another case study, we had a property in Elwood Court. I appraised that property two and a half years ago for 345000 I appraised it and I said to my sellers, it's up to you whether you want to keep that or not. I advised not selling back then because the market was very low and that was kind of a giveaway price for the block that it was the size of the block. And we ended up selling it last week cash for $500,000. That is as crazy as it gets. I mean, I've, I've got other properties that we've had in Belden as well. Two years ago, that's probably worth four fifty. Now they're worth five fifty. So everything's had, in my opinion, probably a 50 to 100 grand jump just in the space of two short years.
1: Yeah. Most of that has come on probably in the first quarter of this year and has just been ticking along from then on based on the quality of the property. Yes. And I really like what you said there before is you advised people not to sell a couple of years ago. And my advice is actually still not to sell because I see more growth going forward. And Obviously, when people want to sell their sell for their own reasons, when they call a real estate agent, most of the time they decide it's for a reason. It's downsize, upsize, right size, whatever it is. But That theme of continued growth, are you still looking at next year and are you having those chats with people who aren't really sure and going, well, look, you don't need to sell now. I see you're probably still having value next year.
0: That's exactly right, Trent. And being from London myself, I was born and raised in London. I was brought to Perth when I was 13. A lot of my family and friends are still in London. And just to give you a broad perspective on things, all of my family want to move to Perth. Obviously, what's happened with that global pandemic, what happened in the UK, South Africa?
1: all around the world. We're very sheltered from it, aren't we?
0: We're sheltered. We're just in a beautiful bubble. I call it the bubble and I feel that once we sort of get back to normal, I still feel that the best is yet to come because all my family want to move here. They're going to bring all the pounds south african clients of mine they want to move here and i feel that there's hardly any properties for sale right now what's it going to be like when they all turn up
1: look i love what you're saying Reverend, because i've been tooting this horn about six months now a lot of people are concerned oh if the borders open people are going to leave my perspective is very much the opposite yes people will leave people leave and come and go every day but the net impact of this border opening will be a massive flood of people who are quite envious of the lifestyle we've had They've actually had it very, very bad, and we can't really imagine how bad it's been over in these places, South Africa, London, and when we speak specifically, this is another theme about the northern beaches, the city of up geez, it's pretty much the stronghold of the <laughs> POM yep. and the South African, isn't it?
0: That's so true. I'm a resident of Burns Beach myself, and we sell that area heavily, and if I'm honest, probably 75 to 80% of the buyers are from the UK. Which makes it great for us, and it's great for them because we kind of understand each other from a cultural perspective. And yeah, you know, like pretty much most of the northern suburbs are English buyers. Yeah, your
1: British lolly store, your, your British fish and chips, yeah. your curry, and everything. British right? chippy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> such
0: <usually laughs> at Carambine shops every Friday and Saturday, packed of fellow Englishmen and yeah. women.
1: But I like that. I like the township nature of it. Yeah, and it clearly. What it does is it really sets up a culture and an environment, uh, a community, and that's what you want, want to bring that back.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: So, your pick for next year is that you know personally that once those borders open up, give it a little bit of time and there are people just dying to get in.
0: 110% like my own family are saying that, my family friends are saying that because it's just me, my mum, dad and my sister that actually live in Perth. Every one of our family members and friends are overseas and every single one of them that I speak to they're all looking to eventually move here because they've gone through such a tough rut. That's already having a ripple effect in the Northern Beach suburbs because everyone's trying to buy now. Even the buyers are telling me, I'm trying to buy now because even they think there's a bigger market to come.
1: Well, there you go. And that perception is really everything, right? Perception is nine-tenths of reality. Let's move it up to the next level and talk about places like Pabri, wow. Kalaroo, Malaloo. What's the theme being there?
0: Again, the prices have just shot through the roof. It's been quite incredible to see even the properties that are closer to Marmion Avenue on the coastal side of Marmion Avenue. Two years ago, probably 150 grand less than what they are now. We always used to call those cheaper sides simply because it was closer to Marmion Avenue there. But now the prices of those homes are crazy. They've gone up unbelievably, at least once again, probably 100,000.
1: How does that translate to the ocean side of these suburbs, especially Calvary, Mullewa, these areas? Almost are we seeing a lot of sales actually happening? Is there a lot of availability? When, when do many properties actually even come up to get data?
0: This is what I'm finding quite tough because I like to keep my finger on the pulse entirely with the property market. But at the moment, we are selling a lot of properties off market where we're not even advertising them. We're sending them out to our database, and they're getting snapped up for what the sellers want. If I'm honest. I am a little bit against that and I tell my owners that simply because I know how high the buyer demand is out there in the field. And I even ask my sellers, look, can we at least have two weeks on the market?
1: Why don't they want to be selling on market? A lot of people in Perth are quite private.
0: They like to keep their information on the lowdown. People well a lot of my clients that I've come across are very close with their neighbors. They don't want to upset the neighbors, you know, and let them know that they're moving. So yeah, I feel that Perth is a very quiet place in that respect and people respect their privacy and we have to do that too. So a lot of owners just go, yeah, we'll probably take that off us simply because no one really know about it until we're gone.
1: I find that really interesting because I've found that the certainly the amount of people selling off market is less than it was a year ago and certainly selling agents like yourself encouraging people to go to the market because they expect a better outcome. 100%. But it is interesting to note here and for all those people listening looking to buy in the city of June, there's probably a little sneak peek there of maybe where an opportunity where you need to be looking at is contact your top real estate agents, including yourself, Redmond, because there's probably a number of those properties that they're not even getting a chance at.
0: And this is the catch trend. There's so many agents that do sell in the Northern Beach suburbs. We've got, I think about 350 buyers at any given time on our database that are looking to buy. And I highly recommend if you are looking in particular areas, just reach out to the local agent, ask to jump on their buyer database too, because as I said, we're selling a lot off market and you wanna be involved in those opportunities too. So if it's not with us, definitely reach out to other local
1: agents. Prices don't just rise simply because of the macro times we're in, right? Some suburbs actually benefit a lot more because of the micro, what's going on in their suburbs. You've been speaking to me about the increase in infrastructure in the areas, suburbs like Burns Beach. Obviously, we spoke to Ocean Reef. There are a number of suburbs, Eglinton. Alchemist, obviously, that are increasing amenity on a daily basis. I'm not a massive fan of those areas further up. Yeah, yeah. I do like the brownfields, infield areas. Yep. But clearly are having impacts on where people within the city of Up are slashing around where they're actually putting their focus. I've actually seen a lot of demand in Aluka as well. Huge. Massive in Aluka. Can you give us some insights as to what's happening here?
0: Yeah. So, we do feel that probably in the last 12 months, Burns Beach and Iluka have had a huge increase in prices simply because... Again, I refer back to that Ocean Reef Marina. It's as if as soon as that got the green light, all of our listings in those areas really did, the phone was calling off the hook, should I say. And also Burns Beach Primary School, that has been on Pete's plans for years and all of a sudden they've nearly built it. It's nearly finished. And a lot of the locals in Burns Beach are now buying in Burns Beach again, just upgrading or building a newer home simply because of that primary school that's gone in because Close by, I think the closest one is Currumbine Primary School, which is a 10-minute drive from Burns Beach itself. So, since new amenities have gone in, whilst this market has been climbing, I think there have been huge added bonuses to the property
1: prices. Land. Oof. Land, a year and a half ago, obviously, a theme across Western Australia was just you were having thousands of parcel land selling on a monthly basis. Across Western Australia, look at the data, it's really fallen to the floor. Not many people are buying land as a percentage anymore. is lower than you know, pre COVID right now. Obviously, because a lot of that building demand has vacuumed into last year. Yep. What's going on in the city of Joonlup? how What's the story there with land? Is there a lot available? One and two. Is it sitting?
0: Do you know what we find it so interesting? Because we get involved a lot with subdivisions and buying one site, cut it down the middle. Obviously, you do exactly that. You specialize in that. Even those blocks are being snapped up as quick as we list them for sale, which I find very interesting and surprising. Because up in the northern suburbs, all the newer estates where there were so many blocks for sale, they've all been sold simply because of those builder grants that came through. They've all been snapped up for. Quite good prices. That's had a ripple effect on the established market. And now Burns Beach, they just had a land release on Burley Drive going right down to the front there. All sold in the first stage, like stage one plan release, which is unbelievable. Mm. Just can't get my head around it.
1: Well, I can't get my head around it because given the prices that we're seeing for builds now, if you want to build now, what was $550 2 years ago is now 750 Yeah. That's $200,000 you're paying more for the same thing. Yep. And it's going to take you longer to do it. Yes. And people are probably now, I understand, aware of that. They're still moving through. And what I've also found is the higher end of the market, people who are spending up to a mil on a build, it's a lot easier conversation for a sales rep to say, oh, look, it's from one mil to 1.2 now, unfortunately, than for someone to say from 500 to 600 or something like that, right? People are a lot less sensitive at that price point. They're still moving along. And the interesting thing about the City of up is you can have your 350 square meter block that you can sell for 300 grand, but you can also have some beachfront stuff that sells for a lot more than that.
0: That's hard to get my head around. And they're still selling. Everything that's coming up for sale is still being snapped up, knowing what we know, what's happened with the builders and their costs being increased by an absolute fortune.
1: And it's now to a point where I'm sure you could attest to this as well, rebn You could probably buy established. A couple of years old, cheaper than what it would cost for the land plus this build cost.
0: What's going on? And that's exactly right, Trent. I feel that that's what everyone has turned to. All the blocks sort of in the Northern Beach suburbs have been sold and now everyone's turned into established because they're going, I can buy something and establish maybe for a hundred grand less, but then I'll go and renovate it. But whilst they're buying that established property, the market's increasing in value so, they know whilst we're doing these renovations, our home is still potentially rising instead of waiting for your slab to go down, waiting for the brickies to turn up and waiting for all the tradies to turn up to site because they are so busy.
1: There's a lot of tradies in the northern suburbs. Yes. A lot of British builders as well. Do you think that might be an influence where they go, oh, look, I'm a brickie, I'm a carpenter, whatever it is, I've got my mates, so we can build it. There's probably a bit more confidence about their ability to deliver that build the way they want it at the end of the day. Yes possibly a different unique factor about the city of
0: Yeah, I feel that's 100% spot on. Also, the trade industry might calm down when the borders do open and people can move here. I feel that everything will relax a little bit because there's a lot of tradesmen wanting to come to Perth, but they can't at the moment because obviously the border's being shut. So, the current people that are in the construction industry right now, they are so busy. Yeah, I've, I've All my friends that are tradesmen, they are Oh, they're killing the pig. They're killing it. And it's so great to see because pre-COVID, it was slow for the building industry in many ways. People
1: working three days a week when they wanted to work six and that's turned on its head now. Completely. And they're getting paid double. I guess wish that they would work just as hard. Oh, no. Whereas that seems to be, oh, no, look, I'm happy working five days a week. Yes guys, it's not going to last forever, make the most of it. That's it. So, it's caused this bottleneck a little bit, unfortunately.
0: And I feel that like I was even talking to some bricklayers the other day. They was on site because it was near to where I've just built my house. And they said to me, some of their bricklayer friends, they're getting developers turn up on site and saying, we'll pay you X amount per brick if you stop right now, come and build this property around the corner, and then you can come back to this one. And he said- some of his fellow bricklayer friends are actually doing that. They're stopping what they're doing. Yeah, They're going around the corner, taking all their tools and the team there, smashing that out within a few weeks and then coming back to that site because they're getting offered more per brick.
1: Yeah, it's a jungle out there It is the an moment. absolute jungle. It's really hard to fathom, especially from a white-collar business space, that you could actually have those practices, but they are going on. I and see it's it happening. myself. Yeah. It's
0: really happening. I won't obviously name who that was, but I was just like, wow, it's great. The Wild West, eh? <laughs>
1: you could pick where you believe most of the growth you're going to see over the next two to three years is going to be through the city of Junalup, you had a million dollars to spend. let me put it that way. Yeah. Where would it go?
0: Where would it go? I probably would pick somewhere like Belden and Heathridge. Buy maybe two properties for a mill? A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like the price growth gains that I've seen in those two particular areas have been astounding. Even Craigie. Craigie is a lower socio-demographic area and there's probably a little bit of a higher crime rate than Belden and Heathridge. But if I'm honest, the prices, all three of those suburbs have shocked me how high they've gone. Because they start so low. They started so low and the competition right now for first, second home buyers where you could buy a block and build two or three years ago for quite cheap. That's gone. That's completely gone now. You cannot build your first or second home for cheap. So, now they've turned to the established market and that's caused a frenzy in those three particular areas. It's been amazing to see.
1: Connolly, Joondalup, Currumbine. How are things going in there? They're very different suburbs to the ones you've spoken about.
0: Yeah, I like those suburbs a lot. Another case study, we had a property, Killarney Close, where that one, my client there decided to remove the home cut it down the middle and create two blocks and we've already sold one of those blocks probably about $1,500 per square metre
1: just for the land. That's a lot. That's a lot. You're paying that a lot closer to the city.
0: And that's simply because there's no land in Connolly left. It's all been sold. So a lot of developers now are turning to your corner lot subdivisions like what you specialize in triplex, quadruplex, wherever they can do them. Connolly, I'm not sure if there is any rezoned pockets where you not can really. do Not really. The
1: issue with Connolly is the houses are actually worth so much money <sighs> it's pretty hard to get any value out of knocking them down.
0: Literally, yeah. So, Connolly is an interesting one, being close to the Joondalup Resort Golf Club. That is always going to be a sought-after market and the prices in there have also gone through the roof.
1: Childcare centres. Mm. A lot of childcare centres going through the city of Joondalup. Yep. Talking on a daily basis with people who live in the area Is it something that people need, they're excited about or has there been some contention as well?
0: There's definitely a need for childcare centres because everyone you go to, you say there's not many vacancies for children to actually attend. But I do know there's a few floating around in the northern suburbs that are going through proposals right now and a lot of the locals just don't want them there. I don't know why, mainly I guess for traffic if they're put on a main road or anything like that. A lot of the old school locals not interested in change and you can understand that from their perspective too so they believe there'll be more traffic and all sorts
1: it does get fairly militant
0: yeah i've seen it in some of the facebook community groups on oh, wow there's a strong few opinions floating around Well,
1: that's right <laughs> and obviously it's a bit more prevalent in the more established suburbs but the reality of the city of up is Whilst it has been around for you know, 30, 40 years in most of our lives, you know, back before, you know, Joondalup was the end of the. It was the Joondalup line. Literally. Train line, right? Yeah, it before stopped. that, it stopped a lot earlier. <laughs> when well, I was than at that. school,
0: it stopped there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then it became the Carambine line, and eventually it will be the Anchep line. Yep. It is still actually a really young area. It is. And the further out you go, obviously, the younger the population gets. There's going to continue to be a lot of need for that family outcome. And you spoke about, obviously, just how important putting one primary school in Burns Beach, which is a suburb that's probably 20 years old now. Yeah, it's established now. It's finally got a primary school.
0: Yeah, no, and that's exactly right. And if we talk even further up the coast, Alcamos, Eglinton, we've sold a lot of property in there recently. Eglinton two years ago, if you were to sell, you was in negative equity for what they had built. It was simply a case of try not to sell now if you don't have to because what you've built for the cost, I don't know if we'll be able to actually get that back for you. Whereas right now, they're getting that back plus some just in the space of two years because all the new land that got released up there, it's all been sold. So now everyone's turned into the established market. And finally, those markets are recovering. Like you said, you're not the biggest fan of those areas. And if I'm honest, back then I wasn't as well. But right now, they've got the train line going. Well, they're trying to, I think it's planned to go all the way up to Yanchep which is going to be great for those outer areas. Also, you've got like Yanchep Lagoon, which is world-class. Eglinton, you've got Amberton Beach Estate. They've just built like this kid's playground. I've never seen anything like it. It's got, I think it's called the Lighthouse. And everything that we've listed in that Amberton Beach Estate is all sold to young, lovely families with kids because it's become like a kid's galore. It's just playgrounds everywhere. There's like a Flying Fox swing park. There's a big footy oval they've made there. So I feel like the amenities that they've done in those new areas have just attracted new families beyond belief.
1: That's really exciting. It's unreal. And what we want to see up there is just a suburb that's full.
0: That's it. Two it years sand. ago, it was sand and dust and for sale signs everywhere. Right now, there's sold stickers everywhere. It's just great to see.
1: That's the thing about this here, There's a price point for everyone. And there's amenity for everyone these days as well. So, I'm really excited about where that's looking. I think the City of up, and the reason I've got you in today is because with the conversation about the borders opening, yeah, I believe the City of Junalup is going to be the major beneficiary of that because I expect most of those internationals that are coming in are coming from South Africa. They are coming from the British Isles. That's the first intake probably of the trade. That's exactly it. They all want to go where their family and their friends are and most of their family and friends are in the city of of Absolutely right. So I'm sure you're rubbing your hands together thinking, I don't know where I'm going to find more listings, but I'm not going to have a problem finding buyers.
0: This is the catch trend. Everything that we're putting on the market at the moment, the buyer demand is still extremely high. And yeah, I feel that when that happens, it's just going to grow even more. I'm not sure. I think you're probably on the same train of thought with the Perth market. Everyone keeps saying to me, oh, it's going to drop soon. It's going to drop soon. I'm still waiting for any signs of that. And me being out there in the field, I just can't see it.
1: Yeah, we're a very self defeatist population these days. Extremely. We've been kicked in the nuts for so long that there's nearly a belief that we don't deserve growth. Yeah. But the reality is, from the fundamentals financially, economically, we have so much space, so much fat affordability, our serviceability, even with interest rates rising, compared to where Sydney and Melbourne are. We haven't even mentioned this on air. People from Sydney and Melbourne putting their money in Perth now, you're getting those phone calls too, right? So that's an extra. Buyer side, and you can talk to that in a second. But we also just have so much further to go. There's still 159 suburbs in Perth that haven't reached their 2014 prices, back when interest rates were double what they are now. So serviceability is certainly not a problem here. All it comes down to, really, there's one factor everyone listening has to watch it's population growth. As long as we have population growth, we do not have the supply to keep a balanced market. Prices must grow. It's as simple as that. Absolutely right. Talk to us about those phone calls from the East.
0: Well, this is what we found so interesting in the last year. Everything that we're listing for sale in these northern coastal suburbs, almost every single property, we've had an inquiry from someone in Sydney, a buyer's agency in Sydney, a buyer's agency in Queensland, and buyers from Queensland and Brisbane. It's been incredible. Every time I say, oh, whereabouts? Are you calling from Are you local? Do you want to pop around and come and see the property? oh no, I'm in Sydney and I'm just looking at the Perth market as a whole and I feel that it's a great opportunity right now. And to be honest, Trent, I can't help but agree with them. So then what we're having to do now, this comes with obviously the COVID When we wasn't allowed to do home opens, I told my whole team we need to do videos of just absolutely everything. Get your phone out, take a video of everything, just so that we're equipped if we can't open the property anymore. Whereas now, thank God for FaceTime, we FaceTime. We literally had one in Ocean Reef. I won't say the address. The guy called us up. He was from Sydney. FaceTime, the entire property, didn't even physically look at it, didn't send anyone to look at it, and he put in an offer, million dollars, cash and bought it settled in 30 days. You could imagine the sellers for that property when we told them that's what's just happened. And The locals that were interested in it were nowhere near a million dollars cash at the time because he just came in, saw that it was in booming area and jumped on it.
1: That's the beast that I don't think West Australians really appreciate yet. We have our perception of what things are worth. We've come from five years of minimal or negative equity scrounging some dollars together to get an 80% loan. Yep. There are millions of people, hundreds of thousands of investors who are now professionals because they've all made money over there, doing nothing, sitting on it with hundreds of thousands, seven figures of equity who are addicted to property investment because of how well it's gone for them, who are getting all the trumpets over in the east saying it's time to move somewhere else now. And they're looking elsewhere. They're looking to Brisbane. They're looking to Perth. They're looking to Adelaide massive equity, cash offers, no issues at all, and we haven't even got the start of it yet because the borders aren't even open for all those people who do want to come over and see their buyer.
0: That's it. and I feel local buyers are starting to understand that because I've had a few properties that we've listed for sale recently where we've had your locals coming in and going, that asking price is a bit heavy. Then all of a sudden, we've got two written offers from interstate investors negotiating against each other and selling it. And a lot of people, I think, have just not accepted the fact that we are just a sleeping giant at the moment. In my opinion, that's what we are. Till sort of, like you said, population growth kicks on and immigration starts again. I feel that we're cheap compared to the rest of Australia. Well, we what's are. on offer?
1: We make what they make. We actually make more than what the ETFs yeah. <laughs> make, which is the irony of all of it. And I've said this many times in this podcast, and the point here showing the support of that, if you're talking a share market, the, the lower support level here, we have had consistent transaction numbers on a weekly basis. I'm sure you watch this as well, Revin. This is the buyer. So you can't have a transaction without a buyer. You can have sellers. There are 9,000 sellers a week. Every week have been all year. You can't have a transaction without a buyer. We've had 1,000 buyers, 1,000 transactions every week since pretty much July. It's probably even earlier than that. It's not dropped really below that number, and we haven't had any population come in. It's like we're still using up all the Western Australians. Yep. So, the second that border opens up, what does that number look like? A thousand transactions a week is a record. It's every week we are at the record. We are transacting more than we were transacting in the last boom. People don't realize that, right? There are more buyers now with borders closed than there were in 2014 with borders open. Imagine what happens when the borders open. Yeah, and this is the exciting
0: thing feel that once those borders open up it's going to be quite incredible that's what just my gut feeling is is that it has to carry on even more i saw rewa came out yesterday and said that they're predicting a 10 percent growth for next year alone i feel that it's going to be more than that depending on what happens with the borders opening and when we're allowed to travel again obviously but that 10% is just being based on locals.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And it's also a median. In Perth market it makes 10%. Yeah. Someone's made 5%, someone's made 15, someone might have made 20. My bet really, which is why I've got you in today, is I think see so your journal up, most of the suburbs there will be on the top side of that.
0: I feel so too. We've already seen it in the last 2 years and it's been insane. I wasn't expecting the dramatic growth that I've seen, but yeah, at the same time how can it not? Mm,
1: it all makes sense once you've it looked just back on it. It all
0: makes sense. And like with the actual June Lap Shopping Centre as a whole and how much amenities are close to that now, and you've got some of the best beaches in Perth. I'm a little bit biased because we're that's north awesome. of the river, but malaloo Beach, world class beach. You Google Mullaloo Beach, it comes up in, I think, top 100 beaches in the world. And that's on our doorstep. You know, if you can buy an 800 square metre block close to the water, world class beach for under a mil. Yeah, you're, laughing. you're laughing. You're absolutely laughing.
1: Redmond Howe, Redmond Realty, thank you so much for coming in, giving us that real deep dive. I really love the case studies and that's why I got you in to understand where the market's gone and why it has. Thanks so much. Well, I reckon we'll get an update next year on how, how this has all gone.
0: No, I really look forward to it, Trent, and thanks for having me in. I've really enjoyed this.
1: Thank you for listening
0: to another episode of the Perth Property Show.